What is happening, people? If you're watching this on the Storytime of Mo YouTube channel, this is going to be the first podcast episode of me where I'm actually recording it. So it's kind of like a YouTube video slash podcast. But if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, head on over to YouTube to check out the video for this. So we're going fresh off the cuff, right? We're just going to go for it. And I've, I've planned this podcast out. And uh, I've thought about for the last five minutes what I could do a podcast on and I think the ones that I just roll off the cuff generally turn out pretty decent it's, it's either way to be honest but I've got a good feeling about this one my four biggest mistakes that I have made throughout my life or the things that if I was to relive my life the things I wish I was aware of and didn't repeat let me know how you find this episode drop it a review if you haven't already drop it a comment if you're watching on my youtube and uh really helps the podcast grow and let me know what you like and if you prefer the the podcast with guests or if you like the ones with me just kind of chatting shit on my own because that's what i'm gonna be doing for the next half an hour or so so my four biggest mistakes that i've made throughout my life without further ado number one that i've gotten here is caring too much about what other people think. It's it's only natural, like everyone cares what other people think. And if you say you don't care what other people think, you're either a freak or you're a liar. Like to some extent, we all care about the opinions of others. And different people sit differently on a scale. Like some people just don't give a fuck in the slightest, whilst others actually like really, really are really overthink things and are really bothered by things and value themselves based on the based on the opinions opinions of others and it seems to me like when i was younger i really really cared about the opinions of others and was really concerned about my image and what other people thought of me and it made me very insecure it made me very unhappy it made me very like scared of what people would think and i, I was a bit of a i wasn't i wouldn't say social recluse but i was I was definitely not at my A game socially in terms of meeting people and I was definitely not where I am now. So we have so many insecurities and things that you're you're worried about, you're scared about. And especially me growing up, like with my leg, for example, the, the lymphedema that I have in my leg and the, I've told this story before, like the leg tight that I have to wear on my leg every single day. It used to be like the biggest insecurity and the biggest thing that bothered me. And I used to go in PE and at break and lunch times whenever I used to get changed into like gym clothes to train in the gym or for PE class, whatever you call it in America, gym. And um, I used to go and like hide in the disabled toilets to get changed. Or if I was to get changed in, let's say the the, the main toilet with the, with the other kids of a changing room, I would like make sure no one was looking and then quickly whip on, whip off my trousers and then hiding my leg with the trousers, put on my tracksuit bottoms not wear shorts so no one could see this like hideous thing that i had on my leg and in hindsight it's just a black leg tight like literally who cares but um but at the time it seemed like the worst most like it seemed like i was so hard done by my life was terrible and it's the worst thing in the world and um yeah, it used to really, really bother me because I was scared about what other people might think. I was scared about people taking the piss out of me. I thought like I looked like an idiot and it like really, really negatively affected my mental health as a young lad growing up. And what I've, I've realized a couple of things and that is that no one gives a shit. No one really gives a shit about your, about your leg or like or about an insecurity that you have. And let's say like my biggest insecurities used to be my my leg and then it was like my shitty hairline because I've got a pretty mediocre hairline. I've just uploaded the YouTube video on that if you haven't watched it already. Um, and then it, my teeth as well was another big one. I used to have really, really, I wouldn't say terrible teeth, but very gappy teeth. 
Um, and at one stage, you do have terrible teeth. But I, but I, I realized that it's only a problem if you make it a problem. Like, let's say in school, for example, if I was there and I was like hiding my hiding my leg because I was insecure about it and like looking around trying to get changed like as quickly as possible like that is making that thing that i am creating a problem for myself because let's say okay there is nasty people in the world there are people that are bully they're going to bully you're going to say nasty things and if you show like any kind of weakness or they'll pick up on that that you're that you're insecure and that it's like an easy way to get to you and have power over you because you're so so scared and, and nervous of it and if you show that weakness then they're going to pick up on it and it's going to be something that people are going to use against you and you're going to get like bullied for it, for example, if you're in school. And obviously I didn't realize this at the time, but like in hindsight, if I was to just like now, if I go to a public gym, I've absolutely no issues in stripping off and showing like my, like this weird looking tight on my leg. And I know that people look like people try not to like deliberately try not to look like, cause they've seen it and they don't want to like offend me. But I know that it's very obvious and uh, the issues that I have in my leg, but I don't give a shit. And, and now if I go to a public gym, I will like, it sounds stupid, but I will deliberately do things. Like when I used to get changed as a kid, I would deliberately leave my trousers over my leg and then whip off that trouser really quick off the bottom of my leg and then put my trousers back on with my left leg first. So my legs only like out for like one second, if that makes sense. And no one could see the suspender that I'm wearing on my leg. And now like in a public gym, I started to like do things like, I started doing things like rather than taking off my like good leg side first, I would take the the trousers off my bad leg first and then deliberately like be super slow with like putting on my clothes. And I'd make sure I put my bad leg on first, effectively leaving the thing I'm insecure about in the open as long as possible, like putting myself in that uncomfortable situation, like forcing myself to, 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 to be uncomfortable and grow. And I'd do that like again and again and again and again. And then I'd do stuff like, basically get naked in public other than speedos walk around wearing a suspender on one leg so like everyone was looking at me and i'd do all this shit that was like petrifying to me but it conditioned me not to give a fuck because you're you're putting yourself in the worst case situation you're making the worst thing that can happen come true and soon you realize that all these fears and all these things that you're worried about are like purely figments purely figments for your imagination and now, man, like it's 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 almost like one of my greatest assets, you know. Like I will, like I don't want to go too much. As I said, I don't want to talk too much about myself, and this is a podcast about myself. But like another big thing for me with the leg was, for example, was girls and girlfriends. And I was like, no one's gonna love me. Um, I'm gonna be alone for the rest of my life. I'm hideous. I'm disgusting. I like like who's gonna want someone with like a, a fucking a tight on their leg? In hindsight, it sounds so dumb, and it is. And I used to have this this like victims mentality that like I was so hard done by, and like I, I've this insecurity, and everyone's gonna judge me for it, and everyone's gonna laugh at me. And that mindset alone, literally just that mindset, was enough to make that come true. Not because of the condition that I had, or the condition that I have, or what I have to do. It was that mindset that like that way of thinking that made that occur like me acting like that like let me tell you something i've been to festivals in nothing but a pair of speedos like with a legs leg suspender on or le whatever you want to call it my leg tight leg suspender sounds funnier um, my leg suspender on and i've pulled numerous girls i've had some of the best nights and slept with some of the most beautiful women in the world who men would literally drag their balls like 20 miles through 
broken shards of glass just to smell them fart analogy um and like i don't take it off when i when i sleep with people like i don't take my leg tight off anymore and like when i going 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 back to it when, when i had like my first girlfriend and i was thinking all these negative things about how like i'm gonna get left because of my fucking hideous leg I would like going to, I would go into the bathroom to get changed when she stayed around my house. Like I would go into the bathroom, my own house, bring clothes with me and get changed. So she didn't look at this, look at this thing on my leg. And um, if I had sex, for example, I'd like make sure the lights are off and take the leg support off so she couldn't see it. And, and it's just absolutely ridiculous, man. And any kind of like negativity surrounding that is, is created purely due to the way you think of it and the way you perceive it to be such a negative thing. Like, go back to the more recent analogy of like sleeping with people with the leg support on. Now I don't even take it off. Like I just can't be asked. Like first thing, I don't even tell people. Like first thing I say, if I, let's say I drop my trousers. I don't do this very regularly. Let's just say I drop my trousers to a complete stranger in the street. Um, maybe not in the street or maybe not a complete stranger, but you know what I'm getting at. Um, like, and sometimes I won't even mention it until I'm like naked with just like some weird black leg suspender on. And I'll literally just be like, Oh yeah, I have this thing where I get off wearing one women's suspender. It like it just really turns me on. I absolutely love it. What do you think? Like, and they're, they're not sure whether I'm being sarcastic. I'm just an absolute weirdo. I just throw out like weird things like that, basically taking the piss out of myself. It's like my toes, man. My toes are so swollen. They look like little party sausages. Like saying uh, if if someone like clocked onto it, for example, being like, "Uh, your toes are what's wrong with your toes? They're all swollen." I'd be like, "Yeah, they're like." They taste like a little party sausages. Don't want to put me in your mouth and suck them. Like it's just learning to depreciate yourself to an extent, or not take yourself too seriously, and just look at things as a joke, and be able to be able to like look at your situation or look at these insecurities and be like, okay, this it is what it is. Rather than mope in my own self pity and think that the universe revolves around me. I'm going to learn to laugh at this thing, learn to make a joke about it, learn to actually like look on the bright side and actually make it a strength rather than a weakness. Like you you can decide what you what you want to do with it. And 100% man, like the the leg the leg stuff. It's like you might have something that's less than ideal or you don't like, but if you cultivate the mindset and like the the attitude and the the energy and have confidence around it and you're just this you're just giving out this energy like taking the piss out of your certain condition or whatever or, or like nothing no one can bring you down no matter what they say like it's it, it, it's it's very it's empowering it's like something can have power over you or you can have power over it it's like there's no middle ground it's one or the other and the choice is entirely yours and that's that that was a big one growing up in terms of confidence and other things like even with the teeth like the teeth used to really bother, bother me um, when I used to have really, I smashed up my front teeth, basically I've done a video on it on YouTube as well. And, uh, I had like Frankenstein looking teeth. Like it was split down the middle of my front tooth. I looked like a hillbilly. And I used to be like as a kid as well. So another thing that really bothered me having gappy front tooth, like I smashed it out and made it a million times worse in my teenage years. And like, I just had this epiphany one day and I was like, you know what? Like who gives a fuck? Like it's not going to fix itself. I, I, I'll probably get it fixed at some point, but like right now it's not fixed. It's a million times worse than it was previously when I was really bothered about it. So who gives a fuck? Let's just go out, meet people and have some fun. And uh, I met loads of people. I had loads of fun, regardless of having like absolutely fucked teeth or not. And if like, if someone mentioned it, like you've got to think of the worst case, okay? Like hope for the best, expect the worst kind of thing. Like if you go through these situations in your head where let's say you're, you're insecure about your teeth and you go through situations in your head where someone like tries to like a lad on a night out or a gal you've just met or so someone, someone says something that would like absolutely crush you. If you go through situations in your head, in your head first 
and think of like a response or something you can say to like take power of a situation or make a joke out of it. And then you can translate that to real life. Like that is the ultimate, ultimate goal in terms of how you deal with these things. It's like, like, like the teeth, for example, I'd be so scared of someone mentioning it or a girl being like, oh, your teeth are so gappy or, or whatever. But then I'd be like, okay, so you, you go through things, everything twice in life. You go through th- something once in your head and you go through things in reality as well. So you go through it once in your head and then you, you go for it again in actual, the, the real world. You live everything twice. So if you do like live, live positive situations through your mind, I hate the word manifesting. Like I really hate um, I can say hate. I don't give a fuck. Um, I really hate like self self help books that are like you got to manifest, manifest your destiny, man, and it will come true. It's like, bro, shut the fuck up. I actually started reading a book called The Miracle Morning, and while some of it was good, it lasted about thirty minutes before I start. I, I binned it off and started reading uh, 12, 12 more rules for life by Jordan Peterson. But yeah, anyway, um. I'm not so much about like manifesting and the universe will give it all back, but I do believe in like some subconscious level about how you like live everything twice. So let's go back to the teeth analogy, for example. If I was really insecure about my teeth, I'd think about the worst possible thing someone could say to me that would make me incredibly insecure and embarrassed. And what could I say to like take control of that situation? So if someone said to me like, ah, oh, your teeth are so gappy, for example, um, I don't, like that's that's um that's disgusting. You're you look like a stereotypical British guy. I went to America and I had like gappy teeth as well, which is quite funny. Um, I would be like, I'd be like, yeah. And you want to know something? I can fit four credit cards in between the gap in my teeth. Who's the real? Who's the real fucking loser now? I'm sure I think of something more like edgy and better to say on the spot. But it's basically like thinking of what they would say and like preemptively saying it and magnifying it and making it worse and like taking the piss out of yourself self a bit or like, oh, your mum, your mum's clip, <laughs> maybe not going into the insults to say your mum's clip that's in between the gap in my teeth. That could be quite a funny one. Or your dad's dick. Um, yeah. But uh, but you get the idea. So just about learning to learning to laugh at your own insecurities and learning to laugh at yourself. Because if I was like really uptight. Like, let, let's say a girl said that to me on a night out. If I was really uptight and I was like, uh, uh, oh, it's only a little gap, then you're going to look like a fucking idiot, man. And you're going to be like, you're insecure, you're, you're weak. You're going to be perceived as weak, even if, even if you're not. And um, it's always better to, to learn to laugh at yourself and be the controller of the situation rather than being like at the at the pet, what's the word, at the mercy of the world, like hoping someone doesn't say something. Like if you are completely okay with anyone saying anything, like you will be, you will be good. You will be good. Number two then, second of my number two, biggest mistake number two, I would say is um, not seizing opportunities out of fear and being, being scared of like what could happen. So not doing things because I'm too scared of the consequences or I'm too scared of what if. Like I've spoken about this before and we, we are loss averse as humans, which means we will avoid losses over choosing wins. Like if there's a 50% chance that we, we're going to lose out on something or a 50% chance we're going to gain something, if we have two choices guaranteeing not losing the 50% or guaranteeing um, we're to get 50%, we'll always steer towards the of option where you're avoiding the loss. We do not want to lose things. So that, especially when you're younger, that like sets you up to, to, to like, if you want to save face, for example, if you don't want to be like in school is a big one as well. Like if you don't want to be embarrassed in front of that, I keep using girls as an analogy, but as a young lad, like it's a big part of your life. You don't want to be embarrassed in front of that girl. Like you will, you will do things to avoid loss. Not seizing opportunities out of fear is something like a reoccurring theme to me. 
and I'm actually to get a tattoo, tattoo about this first. It's like from the book, The Motivation Manifesto by Brennan Bachar, it's one of my favorite books. Um, he talks about aversion versus ascension. Like every day you're met with decisions and you can either choose aversion, which is like steering away from the important decisions that you know you need to make and avoiding them, which is gonna lead into like a negative thing. It's nothing good is gonna come out of it. Or you can choose ascension where you tackle the things that you need to do, you know you need to do head on. And it's like one or the other man, you're met with these decisions every single day. And what are you gonna do? You're gonna choose aversion or ascension you could choose fear or you're going to choose freedom like what are you going to do and um it's, it's just a big one like like for example ask being too scared to ask someone out on a date and you you can't with these reasons in your head like maybe you get a bit of an adrenaline rush going to do it um and you, you can't have these reasons like oh the time the time isn't right now like it isn't the perfect time i'll wait until this time i'll wait until this happens or i'll wait until she's away from her friends like whatever it is like the perfect time is never gonna come like the perfect time is now. And the longer you leave it, the more the anxiety builds up around whatever it is, the worse it will get. So you've literally just got to don't think do and go for it. Like don't think do is a motto that that we live by, all the RET boys. So if you look behind me, RET, RET studio we're currently in. Like don't think do is is the philosophy. Like the longer you leave something, the worse it will get. If you if you put off seizing an opportunity because you are scared and you leave it and leave it and leave it, it is only gonna get worse. It's like cliff jumping. It's like you're standing on top of this ledge. Like it could be tiny, it could be massive. And the the more you hesitate, the more you the more you stand there looking over the edge, the less likely you are to go and the more the fear and anxiety builds. And it's like when I do like big cliff sends, sometimes I'll be standing there for like 10, 15, 20 minutes, like unable to go, just can't get my head around it. And then what you have to do is you, I just think, don't think do. I walk away and then I just walk 10 paces away, turn around and walk straight back up to it and just go without even thinking. And that's because you kind of like created a, a gap between in that like a wall of anxiety that is occurring. It's the same with anything else. Like you see someone in the club, you see someone you want to chat to, you have this opportunity, this thing that you really want to do, but it's, it's like a bit risky. Just do it, man. Just like, just do it. Like hit the ground running. Don't think do because... You, you're going to like, at the end of your life, this is something I always think about. Um, this is, this is like a big thing for me, thing, thing for me. There's a story and it's like, there's two, there's two old men sitting on a porch and one old man has lived his life in, in fear and lived a safe life and has turned down opportunities because they're not safe and they're not there, there, that there's risk associated with them. And he's, and he hasn't done these things. And he hasn't traveled the world. He stayed in his like nice, safe job, living his nice, safe life. And he's, he's said no to a lot of things and, and he's scared. He's scared of the day that death is going to come to him because there's so much that he hasn't done and he feels like he hasn't lived his life to his full potential. And then there's a second old man sitting next to him in the rocking chair on the porch and he's happy. He's completely content because although he might have made some dumb, dumb decisions, although he might have lost, lost some things and, and fucked up a few things, he lived his life doing the things he wanted to do. He said yes to everything. He said yes to opportunities and he doesn't regret the decisions that he's made. So he is, he is content, he's happy, he's not afraid of death because he has lived this life of abundance and, and happiness. It's like, I think about that story all the time. It's like, you're not gonna regret the things that you, you do, but you are gonna regret the things that you don't do. So just do, do things, just say yes, just do it. Just don't think, do. Number three, um, three on my list of biggest mistakes I'd say is being a victim of circumstances. So this actually took me like two long-term hospital visits to realize, um, obviously surgeries on my knees and stuff, uh, on knee. 
and being in hospital and being very sick. The first time I was in hospital, and this is almost really cliche, like I don't want to go down to like the two, I don't want to be too self-helpy. But the uh, first time I was in hospital when I was like 17, 18 years old, I was miserable. Like I was proper depressed, properly hating life, not very happy at all. And uh, I was like, why me? Why is this happening? My life is shit. This couldn't be any worse. Yada, 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 yada. And I was not very happy whatsoever because I was a victim, because I wasn't like looking solution for solutions for the problem or looking at like on the bright side. I was just looking at all the negative, like moping in my own self-pity, like about how hard my life is and that ultimately controlled my mental state and made me incredibly negative and miserable well then let's go back a few years to my 23rd 23rd birthday i think same thing happened again and the circumstances were much worse i was on my own i was like four or five hours away from home i was hospitalized really suddenly had to go into surgery by myself and um i was happy it was on my birthday as well. It was on my birthday. I was meant to meet up with my favorite music producer of all time. Big ups to Mr. Tom, aka Metric. Um, I was meant to go and shoot some stuff with him, which I was super excited about because I really, really like love what he does in terms of his sound and stuff. Um, I was going to an event, uh, going to his studio to shoot with him, going to an event. Uh, I was going on a holiday with my little sisters, um, et cetera, et cetera. Again, this is all on YouTube. And I became incredibly ill and all that got stripped away from me. And I was on my own, on my birthday, five hours away from home, in hospital, like awaiting surgery. And I was happy, man. I was completely happy because my mindset, mindset had shifted. And like I, I had this realization that like you control, like it, obviously there's you control your reality. Like it's very easy to say that, but but without sounding too like philosophical, philo philosophical, philosophical. There we go. Got there in the end. Without sounding too philosophical, <laughs> without sounding too philosophical, um, it's like if you if you do really really focus on the things that you do have and the things that you can do and how fortunate you are rather than being a victim of circumstances your life is going to be a million times better like even the opportunities that you have like you have the freedom to watch this video right now which means that you are you are free you have internet you're not like in censored china or north korea or somewhere crazy like you have so many things going for you and so many things that you can do your life is fucking great like even being in hospital i had healthcare. i had a bed in my own private room how sick is that i could order food on my phone and get it delivered to my hospital room so i don't have to eat shit hospital food like my life it was absolutely fantastic at that time and it's just like a shift in mindset of of rather than of like being grateful for what you do have and also i'd say educate yourself man on like true adversity like uh, i recently read a book called like tip of the tip of the spear tip of the spear by um can't remember who it's by but it's basically about a u.s special forces green beret who got blown up in uh, blown up in uh, afghanistan and his road to recovery and defying odds and it's like people overcome such crazy things and it's like if they can do it if people can live through their life like in these absolutely nuts like hard circumstances and be happy then then so can you so like shut your fucking mouth stop whining and just keep moving forwards and it's like when when you are met with adversity it's like there's going to be a spotlight on you and people are gonna people are gonna look at you and see see how you react and it's like if you can you can be you can do the expected thing and just like mope and self-pity and be a victim and oh i'm so like i'm so sad like this is so shit or you can actually like be a like somewhat of a guiding light to other people and be like fuck yeah like i'm gonna get through this like watch me be a fucking inspiration 
look, look at me. Let's go. Let's fucking do this. Let's, I'm, I'm going to defy odds. I'm going to smash it. I'm going to show people that you should not be, not be fixed by such limitations. Final point that I would say, and this is all these things I still do do to a certain extent. Like I'm, I'm absolutely, although I'm saying I'm, I'm spiritually enlightened, I'm taking the fucking piss. I'm absolutely, I still do these things and I'm still working on making them better. But I think it's by speaking about them, by being conscious of them, you're going to like, it's a way to, a way to get over them. Number four is undervaluing myself because I overvalue others. So it's like, I've always looked up to people and I think, I haven't always looked up to people. It's a weird one. Like I've never really looked up to celebrities or never really like idolized people, but I have looked up to people on hierarchies, like in the sense that, oh, if someone's older than me, I should always listen to them. If someone's, uh, I don't know, got more, got more social proof than me, I should listen to them. If someone's rich, then I should listen. And I'm, I'm at this established point in this hierarchy. And it's something I used to do when I was younger, especially with age. I still find myself doing it today actually with like age. Like if someone's older than me, or like more successful than me, like I will act in a in a certain way around them. And that's probably because I overvalue others and undervalue myself to a certain extent. So I think it's like almost being quite somewhat narcissistic. It's, it's almost good to have a bit of narcissism in this instance and realize that like you are, you're right now, like you are all that matters. Like in this current moment, like you're okay. Yeah. You're going to be older and wiser in like a few years down the line, but you're not. So you might as well act like you have something to offer or, or not be, not be afraid to let's say voice your opinion or something or not be afraid to, afraid to speak a certain way or like answer back to someone yada yada because you perceive them as higher up in this social, social made up hierarchy. So I don't really know I was going with that point, but it's, you can kind of see what I'm what I'm saying in terms of undervaluing yourself and how it's how it's good to like actually have some self-confidence and self-esteem in yourself. And it's like it comes in waves, man, in me. Like sometimes I feel fucking great. I probably have too much confidence. Other times I feel like I don't have a lot at all. And it's like about building yourself up and realizing, okay, yes, you are good at things. Let like, yes, you are sick at this. Yes, you are like a valuable member of society. Yes, you are good looking. Yes, you're attractive. Yes, you're intelligent. Like kind of like hype yourself up and get some self-confidence and self-esteem in yourself and actually like really, really aim to aim to build that and celebrate your successes and realize like you are a somebody and you are like destined to do good things and that the people you, you, you might look up to or the people you, you perceive as further on the social hierarchy, like on this ladder, it's like they are that they are nothing special, but just like a normal person like you who has put more time into into one thing. And the the thing the thing that made me realize this is like like when I was younger, I was like, I would probably think when I was like 21, I'd be like, oh 24, 25, like oh 24, 25 year olds, like that they they know it all. Like they're like generally speaking, like, oh yeah, they're they they're they're further along in life. They should be listened to. They should be really smart. No, absolutely absolutely not. It's like take it take it for what it is. Don't undervalue yourself based on other people don't like create these imaginary hierarchies inside your your head and like actually cultivate self-confidence and some self-belief in yourself and just because like you're younger from younger than someone or less successful or you you're making less money or you lift less or you're you're less shredded or whatever that doesn't dictate your value in in any way whatsoever um i think we'll wrap it up here so that was the four mistakes that I've made and things I kind of wish I knew when I was younger, like completely off the cuff one. I do really enjoy doing those. It's a bit like my therapy. Let me know who you want to see as a guest and I will get them on. Let me know what podcasts you would like to see and let me know 
if you'd prefer this format or the interview format. Also, if you're not involved in RET, Real Revolution Training, retfam.com, that's retfam.com, get involved because myself, Tom and Alex do a podcast on there and we go over everything relating to self-development, uh, game and meeting people, improving your social life, improving your mental health, your physical health, et cetera, et cetera. And it's a bit more of like a, like a jokey, relaxed, chill out podcast, myself and the boys. There's also training plans on there. There's also, uh, like, like I said, four podcasts on there, um, and a whole exercise library of how to do certain exercises. Uh, there's forums, there's articles. It is the most undervalued site on the internet and uh, we've had a little a few hiccups with it basically we've had to restart it three times because of website builds and plugin issues but we're still chipping away we're still grinding it and we have big big plans for ret and the members that are involved come summer so yeah keep your eyes peeled and get involved with the movement because it's going to be absolutely nuts and uh that is that I'm going to leave it there drop me a follow on instagram at mo samuels drop this video a thumbs up if you're watching on youtube and peace out. Keep killing it. I love you to bits. Thank you. Good night.